Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor and cookbook author, and the Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutritional medicine, and healthy living taken from my main podcast, The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my free recipes, books, newsletter, and download the app at thedoctorskitchen.com. It's it's super important, and I'm just trying to get into the mindset of um, uh, perhaps a listener who has never had therapy themselves before, um, haven't thought about it, and and I think one thing that you mentioned there about the stories that we tell ourselves, the rehearsed, polished ones, versus the true gritty stories that perhaps we don't even want to tell ourselves because we're too afraid of what emotions that might bring up. And if you are new to the concept of therapy and you want to sort of dip your toe, where would you start? And if you have started and you've read your books, for example, or some other authors, you've watched some stuff online, how do you actually find a therapist that will get you and your situation and be able to identify and empathize with you, uh, uh, you know, considering everyone's story is completely unique? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, you can do all your usual research and, you know, find out what type of therapy you're looking for. You know, some people, you know, I'm trained in a couple of different models of therapy. So if somebody wants to change how they're thinking and their emotional responses and how they deal with anxiety or depression, OCD, panic disorder, my argument would be cognitive behavioral therapies are probably most effective. That's where the evidence is, you know, you get around 70% effectiveness with cognitive behavioral therapy. If somebody wants to explore their childhood and understand themselves a bit more, it might be a more psychodynamic approach might be appropriate for them. If somebody's got, you know, significant trauma or PTSD, I'm also trained in a model called EMDR, which is, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, but we use rapid eye movement to process. And my experience of that is it's quite powerful for processing trauma because you cut through language. I mean, you cut through language, you you can get you can get to places much quicker. So I think it's about identifying what is it you want help with? What is it you want to work on? What might be the best type of therapy for you? Some people just go generically and think, oh, I just need to find a therapist and don't really know what yeah. they're looking for. So I think it's about knowing what you want help with, asking around, get recommendation, get, get opinions. It's always good to talk to somebody who you maybe know if has had therapy particularly yeah. what type of personality type they are. And if they say, actually, my therapist is good and you kind of suspect that you'll get on well with the therapist based on your relationship with that person, then recommendations can be good. But, you know, sometimes you might rock up a therapy and you meet the therapist and you don't get on mm. or you don't build trust quickly or the report. You know, it's like everyday life. Sometimes we meet people and we, we just really hit it off and we like them. Other times we meet people and sometimes it's just not there. And that can happen in therapy as well, that, you know, if that if that connection isn't there and you don't trust a therapist, then don't waste your time, you know? you know. You know, obviously it doesn't happen instantly, but I think if you're a few sessions in and things are not beginning to move or evolve, then you look for another therapist. Um, but yeah, give, but yeah. giving it a bit of time, you know, not jumping ship quickly, but trust is everything really. I'm being in the room with somebody that get, you know, really gets you so that when you're telling them stuff, you know they're hearing you. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. that is the key thing but it's not as scary as it sounds you know it's quite liberating really liberating yeah. and I, I, it's part of the job I love actually because 
you see people at all the different stages, they come at the beginning and often really struggling. And then you go through all of that stuff with them. And then you get to your kind of point of balance and equilibrium and you can see things leveling out and things beginning to improve. And then you get to the end of therapy and you, you've watched somebody reclaim their life and, you know, rebuild and get out there again. And that's quite a powerful moment because you've always you've always got that image of session one and two when things have been really dark or difficult or challenging. And then you're watching the progress. And of course, as a therapist, you've always got a mix of people. So I might have one client who's just arrived and you're dealing with it, you know, the difficult stuff. But then I might be finishing up with another client who's, you know, really in a much better place. So there, there's something fascinating about that because you're moving in and out of different states when you're working with people. But I think it keeps you really charged in your work because we become tired like everyone else, you know, and we have moments like everyone else. But I think because often you're watching people evolve and develop, there's always that stuff to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutritional medicine and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. And you can find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen. Sign up for free recipes every single week at thedoctorskitchen.com. And don't forget to download the app. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.